Hello and welcome to the Redmen TV. It is Daily News Time. We are still partnered up with Unibet, um, bringing you all the latest Liverpool transfer news and gossip. If you do want more, then do go over and check that Unibet blog out. Blog out. Ross has written a fantastic article. It has ruffled some feathers, shall we say? Uh, but it is absolutely fantastic. He's not the only good writer over there. Gareth Roberts from the Rappers over there as well. And there's breaking news all the time over there. Click the link in the description. Get over there. Get involved. Before you do that, let's listen to the Liverpool news that we've got for you, though. Um, James Pearce on his final day at the Liverpool oh, Echo. It's a big day in journalism for Liverpool, isn't it? Of course it is. If you're watching, James, and I, and I doubt you will be, because, you know, we're regurgitating your stories. Um, you, if you're looking for new news, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you are watching, James, it's been fantastic to watch you grow as a journalist over the last few years. You've been a good friend and a uh, help to us as well. So thank you very much. Uh, and we will talk about James's last uh, um, big story, maybe, um, for the Liverpool Echo. And that is laying out the position Liverpool have served on De Divock Origi as he enters the final year of his contract. Ross, Chandley, Liverpool are not going to sell him according to Mr. James Pearce, or Bad News Pearce, as he's also known. This isn't bad news, though. This, is, this might be his final nugget of good news, mightn't it? Hopefully it's not. Maybe he's got something else later, later on. But, nice. um, fine. We already he's going to drop a bombshell, isn't he? Yeah. And just walk <laughs> out to his desk and go. <laughs> and out to Baffin and go. Or a handshake tweet and then he'll get oh, off. Oh, yeah, that's it. Um, I'm fine with this. We, we already knew this was going to happen. I think Liverpool came out. Mel did an article about a week or so ago saying exactly the same thing. You know, this debate over his contract where he signs the young he's going to his final year but Liverpool said you know regardless we're not going to sell him um, you know we don't need the money we need to play next season I think this is all built towards something that we said for you know quite a while now of it's important to have a team and to, mm. to have options okay you know six months ago you saw Divock Origi on the bench you probably would have gone oh yeah it sound whatever but he's come to some good form his confidence is built up and for the first time since probably before he got his injury, he's got a role within the side. Like I didn't know what yeah. I didn't didn't know like what he was supposed to be. And like you know, we tried him out right. It didn't work up front of his own. It didn't really work. And he was good in the Europeans, particularly the two Dortmund games you probably remember. And then he obviously got injured against Everton with a shit house tackle. And then he, he kind of dipped off. We went to Wolfsburg. He's, his confidence is probably low. But he's come back. Jurgen's had a word with him, and he's gone. Yeah, you, you, you know, you good. Pretty incredible one and a half minutes summarisation of Divock's entire Liverpool career. <laughs> uh, even going back through the games in the Europa League, run oh, against yeah? Dortmund, it was pretty impressive, to be honest. I didn't zone out at all. Um, so, uh, one of the things that James has said is the Reds intend to keep the Champions League final hero on board for the 1920 season, regardless of whether he pens an extension over the coming weeks or not. Uh, Origi was actually talking uh, over. He's with Belgium at the moment, isn't he? He said he wants to concentrate on their two games and he doesn't want to think about it until those games are over, but that he was looking forward to, to getting back to Liverpool and striving to achieve what the, the squad wants to achieve this season, which is a Premier League, defending the Champions League, winning other trophies as well. So all good. Um, on to some more rumours and stuff. Leave us your thoughts on the Origi stuff, actually. Uh, in the comments section. Uh, on to some of the rumours. Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, one Caballos. This is another one. 22-year-old midfielder from Real Madrid. Thought of more as a, an attacking player, a little bit like a Naby Keita, maybe a little bit box-to-box. -box. Um, he is now on a holiday, uh, but apparently Tottenham, Arsenal and Liverpool are all interested. And actually, if you scroll down in this article, it's quite nice here. There is a third team from England who are keeping eye on things too, Liverpool. They've moved discreetly but their interest has grown in recent weeks. The Champions League holders would not consider a loan move and would instead want to buy him outright without any chance for Madrid to buy him back, which I kind of like. Um, it makes me believe this a little bit. I don't know where you sit on this, in that they're actually saying Liverpool are moving discreetly, which I think 
anything that says that Liverpool are interested and all that type of stuff and, and they're very upfront about it, I tend not to believe. I don't know if there's a, a shred of truth in this, but it wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool were moving discreetly for somebody. Yeah, I think we were keeping tabs on, on quite a few players, whether there's, you know, there's concrete interest in those. I think we've seen over the past two, three transfer windows, Liverpool will look out for the right player at the right price. And I think you have to, you can't focus on one person because that doesn't always work out. So you've got to keep your options open. I think this sounds like what Liverpool are doing. I think at 22 years of age, if you look at, I don't know, James Milner, Lalana, Henderson, all coming to in the 30s, or you know, coming up to the 30s at Henderson, is you know you need to kind of plan for the future as well. So if someone who's 22, 27 in August, I think it said in, in the article, you know, you buy 23 in August, what? Yeah, sorry, yeah, 23 in August. Um, you know, How you, did you do yeah, that? I don't know. He's 22, but he's 27 in August. <laughs> Next August. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, you're looking towards the future. You're building towards something, and you know, you're getting someone that, as Liverpool have done, like kind of before that kind of prime years that they kind of kick into, and you get you get your value out of them. Yeah, that's it. And you could see why he'd want to move to Liverpool. We're European champions. Anyway, uh, we'll move on. Liverpool have apparently expressed concern and, uh, and have actually spoken to FIFA about the potential tapping up of Bobby Adekanye, uh, who has just moved to Lazio a day or so ago. Um, so this happened really because Adekanye spoke out to the press in March saying that he was talking to um, Lazio. Now, as an under-21 player, you're not actually allowed to discuss Bosmans. It's not the same for like an over-23 player where you can discuss it in January or on the 1st of January until your contract runs out because they're under uh, 21. You're not actually allowed to speak to anybody because he's talking about that in the press. Liverpool have said, like, listen, it's happening up there, you know what I mean? I hate teams that do that. Yeah, sly in it. Um, but you know what? If someone's done it against you, you have to actually, you have to actually say something. Uh, I, I don't know what the end game is here, but obviously, I think the fee was two hundred and seventy thousand, which is just about covers his training uh, at Liverpool over the last few years and stuff. So you might get a little bit more on top of that. Or Lazio might find himself a little bit out of pocket somewhere else. They're quite interesting. One. Liverpool have had five Premier League fixtures in August and September. Be rescheduled. They are Arsenal, Burnley. Newcastle, Chelsea and Sheffield United. Um, I almost struggled with the Burnley one then. I looked down and I was like, ah, badge, Burnley. Yes, it's Burnley, okay. A um, couple of 5.30 kickoffs. Um, Arsenal and Burnley. Newcastle's been moved to a 12.30. That one is after an international break, is it? Yeah. So that one could be a tough one for us. Uh, Chelsea moved to 4.30 on the Sunday. And a big game against Sheffield United, 12.30 away. Um, standard, we've come to expect that Liverpool got the most money out of the TV deal last season for the amount of times that we were on the television. Uh, I'd ex fully expect us to be exactly the same. We're the best side in this league. We're the best side in Europe. We play great football. Why wouldn't you want to see Mo Salamane and Firmino rip this shit up? So we'll move on. Uh, Champions League qualification change, which could help. Manchester United, Arsenal, Liverpool. Like, I'm not sure it helps Liverpool because we're just going to win it every year. So we're just going to get in that way. Yeah, um, But what they're talking about, and they are just talking about this at the moment, UEFA Ross, is that they're going to say if you get to the quarterfinals, you get a place in next season's Champions League. Why? And, uh, it, they just want it to be a close shot, mate. So you, so you could get in the quarterfinals, get knocked out, but you could finish 15th in the league, but you'd still win the Champions League next season. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. It's, I mean, it's crackers enough anyway, the, the Champions League, that not only the champions get into it, but we have been dealing with that for the best part of 20 years, so what we mean, understand it. So what happens if you finish fourth and you went in the Champions League the season well, before? Well, I don't know. They are just talking about this at the moment. So listen, UEFA Chief Alexander Kefferin. 
has revealed they accepted to discuss protecting teams who go deep into the Champions oh. League by handing them a guaranteed spot in the competition. Oh, you naughty boy. Oh. Following the season. It would mean the clubs who reach the semi-finals will qualify regardless of where they finish in the Leicester League, but they also hinted the move could protect teams as far back as the quarter-finals. As he name-dropped Leicester City, reached the quarter-finals the year they won the Premier League. The change would hand the boost to Premier League clubs given the t- notorious difficulty of making the top four. It sounds to me, right, and I'm just going out on a limb here, that they don't think Manchester United and Arsenal are guaranteed to get into the Champions League and every season. they don't season. like it. And they've lost two sides with a massive draw. Mm. And they're going to find some kind of a way to get them in if they ever get back in. The problem but is, they can't get back in they're not getting back in. Because we're not going to let them. Because the top four this season is going to be Liverpool, Man City, Tottenham, Chelsea. What are they doing? They'd have to open up to more teams, surely. Well, they, yeah, they're going to 48 teams. It's, it's just They just want it to be a closed shop. That's yeah. all they want. And then the thing is, if you're opening up to more teams, the likelihood is most of those teams who get to the quarterfinals would qualify anyway. Mm. So what you're doing is you're probably going to bring in a few shitter teams, right? And then the teams that get into the group stages are almost all going to get into the last 16 anyway, the good ones. It, it, it's absolutely balmy. It, it they should me. have another competition for teams that finish fifth, sixth, and seventh, and let them do their own thing. Oh yeah, yeah that would be That's good. A idea. Great and then you get knocked out the early stages of the Champions League. Just go in that. No, don't. No, don't go in the Europa League. No, because that shit as well. If you get knocked <laughs> out, get knocked out. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you're in Europa League, and you're doing dead well. You go, oh shit, here comes Napoli or something. Yeah, it's yeah. not fair on them. Like it's no. like it's like getting knocked out of the FA Cup and going in the EFL Trophy. You know what I mean? It's like Liverpool getting knocked out in the first round. How gutted would you be if you're every other team in the AFL trophy? Yeah. And then Liverpool are there just going to play the kids and win the competition. Well, we'll find out if that happens actually this season coming up anyway. Uh, Salah's missed Egypt training due to a cold. New CU. Yep. Didn't know, uh, Bit of a doubt. So he's missed the last training session ahead of the round of 16 as he's suffering from a cold and late scare for the Pharaohs. Salah may be a doubt for the round of 16 clash with South Africa. Game. And once again, he's out with a call. That's three times in three sentences. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I can't imagine that this will keep him out for long, but it is what it is. And final news story before we actually have some time to do some comments. Liverpool confirmed the list of 16 players returned for the first day of pre-season. It's Arroyo, Brewster, Klein, Fabinho, Gomez, Kent, Hoover, Jones, Alana, Matip, Milner, Oxley, Chamberlain, Phillips, Vandenberg, Wilson and Woodburn. Got the first comment. Why isn't Fakir there? <laughs> is he injured? Class. For fuck's sake, George. Um, brilliant. Uh, absolutely brilliant. I mean, I think we knew that anyway, and it sounds... Let's get into some of the comments. And Oh, there's my face. Let's get rid of that. Mm-hmm. What an ugly bastard. Mm-hmm. Let's go to um, pop-up chat. Carl O'Daly says, Happy to hold on to Origi, but we need to bring in another forward in, if only to replace Sturridge. Never mind, actually pushing on. So he wants another forward. I want one well. anyway. It's not even storage. Like storage didn't get that much game time, and some of the games he did play wasn't really effective. And he scored scored the screamer against Chelsea, like. But you know, you want. I said this yesterday. You want people to push the front three or someone where you can you can have a rest and you know haven't got a massive drop off in quality of finishes. Someone who can play the wings as well without looking at the bench and you know without disrespect to Origi Shakiri. If you know Origi might not sign a new contract, you still need to plan for the future and kind of bed someone in rather than a Rigi going and going, okay, now let's look for someone or let's get someone in. I know, I, I agree. I think I, I want Liverpool to sign a forward, but I've said that a few times and I, I don't like repeating myself. I don't like repeating myself, but I am going to say it. Um, I do think that Brewster's going to have a massive season this year if we don't sign anybody. I just, It's just blindingly obvious to me 
that we need a forward. And if we're not signing a forward, then Brewster must be an unbelievable talent who we have massive faith in. Uh, but that being said, I'm still looking at those wings and thinking, where can we get someone in? Now, Brewster's got a lot of pace, and I think a good way to integrate a player like that, he's not going to take Bobby's position straight away, no. even though he might be a number nine, but you can get him in on the wing. Look at Mbappe. I mean, his future probably sits at, num at number nine, to Cavani not playing there for PSG. He's been getting game time. He's still young, and he's amazing now, world-class now. He's still been getting game time on the wing. It's a nice place where you get a little bit more time on the ball. You can use that pace to hurt defenders. So maybe Brewster could be used there. That's the only thing that I can think of. But, um, I, again, I, I don't think that Liverpool are really looking to sign anyone for big money. But I do think if the right player becomes available, we will be opportunistic and we will try and sign them. I just think we've got a, we've got a bit of money, but right now there's no players out there that we think present good value for money or improve the squad significantly enough. And that's kind of like the uh, Van Dyke stuff, isn't it? You know, we had 75 million sat in the bank for a defender. Cop waited and got his man. Allison. And Allison, you know, but the Van Dyke one is we wanted to sign him in the summer. We didn't get him. We waited. We got the right player. Now, if the right player isn't available now, we might get him in January. We might get him next season. Klopp is not going to spunk £90 million on a player that he doesn't think will improve us. Yeah. I just don't see it. It's just, it's just a, a undoing all the good work that, he, that he's done. Yeah, and it seems, I, I get, we said this yesterday, you know, the argument of you know, City spending money left, right, and centre because that's what they do. But again, we said yesterday it's not the only way you can go go and do things. There's a lot of pressure on Ryan Brewster, I think, if he, if he was to go and do that. But we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know what he's like in training. You know, we've had people in here that have told us before the rumours are, you know, the excitement, the buzz around him was like akin to Michael Owen. You know, when he when he was in the academy and stuff. So you know. Why go and waste money when you don't need to? Andreas Kalmanaris, uh, we're talking about the possibility of getting Dembele on loan with the option to buy thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether I've seen anything like this in the news, but if you just want me to comment on on them talking about it, then that seems like a good move for me, you know what I mean? If you're trying to get somebody uh, on loan to buy, that kind of makes sense, you can see them. The problem is with these loan to buy deals, I suppose at the moment, is a lot of them have compulsory buys at the end of them. Liverpool, I think, would have to negotiate a non-compulsory buy, because you're probably looking at 90 to 100 million pounds. As I say, I do think Liverpool have got the money if the right player becomes available, and if he was the right player, I think they'd probably just go and buy him, because I think, he, I feel like he is available to buy if I don't feel like Barcelona want him around long term um, so I I understand the loan to buy but I think it's more of a seeing what his character's like because there are question marks about it seeing how you can integrate him in the squad but then not necessarily having to buy him I suppose Ross yeah and I think all, a lot of this depends on the Neymar deal as well you know if Neymar, yeah, Neymar comes in and, you know he might be you know, one of the players that goes the other way or he might not be any room for him in the team and he might change his mind and want to leave, he kicks off a fuss, then he might go. Like you said, the problem with a loan thing, if you've got to buy them at the end of it, it might not work out and you don't know that, do you, really, until, like you say, you just assess them. But, like, if you loan them and then his value goes up, if you don't do that, then why would you go and do that? Why would you try and... Klopp said this before, why would you try and play up for a year to get rid of him? It's, point, it's pointless. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool have set precedents in this type of a move mm. before, isn't there? You know, we couldn't get Naby Keita the season that we wanted him. We bought him the season after it and we locked the price in. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe that would have been more like yeah. what you're trying to talk about there. Um, How would you go about scouting a forward, Chris? Uh, well, you know what? I'd go to the redmentv.com and check out the forwards one that's about to come out this week, to be perfectly honest with you. We look at 200 forwards. Absolutely fantastic. There was a question there about Zaha. Uh, apologies, I've just lost it. Oh, there we go. Dave Lawley, what do you think of signing Zaha for about 60 million quid? I'd be all over that, to be perfectly honest with you. I think he's boss. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people question the, the price tag for him, but I think he's proven 
time and time again how good he can be. And I think having someone who runs as direct as he does, you know, it's like Marley's having someone constantly running that yard, constantly being a nightmare. He'll just tear defenders apart. And you think, not even necessarily coming off the bench, like if you've got options where, I said this loads of times before, you can rest Marley, for example. He's playing three games a week, sound going to Zaha instead. Yeah, All over that. a little bit of that. Well, there you go. That has been the Daily News show for today. Before you go, though, do check out Red Men News. Uh, it's launching next Monday. This will be the last news show that is put onto this channel. Um, so go over there. The link is in the description. Tom's just put the link into the comments as well. Click that. Subscribe. Red Men TV Daily News will be there from Monday onwards. Uh, I'd really love it if you could get us to 10,000 subscribers before we launch. That would be absolutely flipping fantastic. Thank you very much. Don't forget to check out the redventive.com and Unibet. Thank you to Tom behind the camera. Thank you to Ross for joining me. Thank you to Dan for putting the agenda together. Cheers. We'll see you next time. Ta-ra.